And what is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Know Your News Live. I'm your host for today, Vince Bracey. Very excited to have an awesome, awesome guest with us here today. Right, My guest today says he is a storyteller and a rule bender. He says making a list of people that hate Making a list of people that hate you can really improve your life. I think I think that's true. Right? It can. It can. He also believes that drinking amoxicillin so often as a kid made him have unrealistic expectations of how delicious being sick would actually be. He is the host of the Matt Splaining Podcast. Please welcome Matt Stores. Matt Stores, thank you for joining us, Matt. Absolutely. Oh, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Vince. I'm very excited uh, about this. I think it's going to be great. Uh, and I'm, yeah, it's going to be fun. This is going to be a really fun episode for us here today. Uh, so basically, Matt, here's what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to walk you through the KYN7, as we like to call it, seven of the top news stories of this week that are stupid, funny, or weird. And I'll ask you some questions, get your reactions. We'll have some fun while we're doing it, right? Absolutely. Want to remind everybody here, please send in those super chats if you're watching with us live on YouTube. Get your question or statement read live on the air with us. If you're watching back, don't worry. You can still donate and support us through either YouTube or you can check us out at kynchat.com. All right, leave a question or a statement anytime. And again, we'll read it live on the air for you. I want to see those statements, y'all. Come on. All right, Matt, let's get into our very first story of the day. Let's do this. All right. This is story number seven reported to you by WFLA. Now, I love a great heist story, right? So a man broke into a bank in Tampa, Florida early one morning, and he had his escape route planned to the T. Uh, go through the bank's drive through ceiling shaft, and out an access door. Uh, but there was a problem, Matt. Could you tell us what that problem could have been? Uh, the bank was foreclosed on. Ooh. I mean, that would be a... Would there be money in there still? Well, see, I don't think so. I think that, you know, I think we're in late stage capitalism uh, by um, a lot of reports. And I think that it would be a perfect encapsulation of the irony of that. If somebody wanted to rob a bank, but the bank itself had been foreclosed upon, maybe okay. maybe their house was foreclosed on and they're like, I'm going to get back at the bank. It's just it's just good irony. You know, it just it, it just perfectly encapsulated. Um other than that, I would say maybe the the vent was too small. Um, oh. But yeah, I, I final answer, I'd say. I like that. I like that where you're going right now. Yes, capitalism is seems to be crumbling at the moment. So who knows? Who knows if the if the bank was open or not for real? But uh, with that vent part, you were very very close. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, he's going through the ceiling shaft. He's coming down the shaft, and the police can hear him wrestling around in there. <laughs> So they just they just wait around. They just wait around for him to fall out. They're like, hey, uh, I think uh, producer Joel has some video for us. Can we check this out? Get out! Get out! <laughs> now I I wonder. Did he put the recycling bin there or did the police put it there? Because I, I don't know how much, uh, like, I'm not going to admit to right. breaking into places or anything like that, or like climbing over like fences. But I uh -oh. do know that the structural integrity of a recycling bin is not what you would think. And especially it looked like it was empty, like not the best thing to climb upon, like bring a ladder. 
is all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. If you're gonna if you're gonna commit crime, this is not legal advice, but bring a ladder. Uh, I would agree on that. Yeah. One. I think there's a is there another show called like Stupid Criminals or something like that? I, if I there isn't, there should be. There uh, absolutely should be. Uh, according to the story, an alarm had gone off, which is why the police showed up in the first place. Uh, and they heard the noises and they saw the recycling bin just sitting there. So maybe he put it there himself. He did. He definitely did. He's like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need to get in here. It's the perfect size. I'm a criminal mastermind. <laughs> this is a set 27 year old Tristan J. Heidel. They charged him with breaking and entering and possession of criminal tools and safe cracking. I don't, I don't know if he's going to learn his lesson. Is he going to try to continue to break into banks? Well, from what I have learned from a number of documentaries is that uh, these mostly uh, like the Italian job, uh, very various heist films, yes. is that uh, the people that are safe crackers are in high demand. So oh. most likely, like he'll go to prison, but he'll come out with additional skills because effectively prison is like a networking, uh, networking summer camp for, for safe crackers. There you go. Where all the highest educated criminals are. That's where, that's where. Absolutely. They, they There's a very specific, uh, you would think in the prison system, they wouldn't put all the safe crackers in one prison, but that's you what would. they're doing. It doesn't make any sense. Come on, come on. My whole thing is I just want to know how much money he got and how much did it suck to be arrested in a garbage can? Cause that. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say it didn't look like he had any bags with him. It looks like he like, it's like, Oh, okay. Maybe I'm going to have to come back again. Um, so we'll just, we'll just, you know, get down in the recycling bin and we'll good first attempt. Good first attempt. We'll come back. And, uh, yeah, it didn't (laughs) points for trying, I guess. Yes. Uh, There we go. There we go. Better luck next time, Tristan. Better, I guess. Maybe, I mean, the skills he learned, maybe he can escape from prison. Ah, use that. Come on. Experience y'all experience. Let us move on to story number six. Uh, This one comes from a very reputable source. Uh, Twitter. It was posted on Twitter. All right. There was an assistant professor at UC Berkeley named David Holtz that booked an Airbnb for a vacation in London, England. Ooh, beautiful. Right. But when he arrived, uh, it was exactly what he expected. It wasn't exactly what he expected. Uh, Again, this is an Airbnb. Matt, I don't know if you've had any issues with Airbnb before. Let us. Oh, I I have. Um, I'm actually going through one right now. Um, uh, I I play uh, video games. Uh, It's a common thing. And uh, I'm going through a thing. I forgot my Nintendo Switch, my beloved Nintendo Switch at an Airbnb. I know. And they sent, I, I contacted them, I sent them 20 bucks to mail it back to me. You know, well, communication, good communication. That's good. Uh, and uh, then they didn't get here. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, priority mail should take a couple of days. And so I reached back out and they sent me the receipt. Instead of sending it to New York, where I live, they sent it to Akron, Ohio. <laughs> so I, I don't know how you get New York, Akron, Ohio, confused with the story in New York where uh, my place is. Uh, but um, yeah, so somebody in Akron, uh, enjoy my Switch, enjoy my Animal Crossing Island. Uh, please don't cut down all my trees. Don't do uh, it. Don't do it. It's It would be a crime. It's uh, a very serious matter. What? It really is. I, I mean, I I worked hard for the animals on my island. And, you know, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be reunited one day. 
That's not cool, man. Give them a switchback. Stop playing around. <laughs> uh, only issue I've had with Airbnb, I think, is just when I showed up, it wasn't supposed to be an Airbnb. That's happened. Oh, a couple oh times, yeah. Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah i i one of my favorite things in staying in an airbnb is when the people i'm staying with are like hey just quick uh in the messaging like mm. hey if somebody comes by don't uh, tell them anything <laughs> uh here like i stayed in montreal some time ago and i the hosts were wonderful people and they were like hey our landlord's gonna come by if they ask any questions you're a friend from new york and so i'm like perfect and I created a whole story of how I met the hosts in New York, like what they were doing in New York, why Genius. everything. And I was like, okay, if I run into them, I'm going to tell them. And then I was going to be like, okay, so here's the story. And I was going to send them like this three paragraph essay about how we met, why I decided to come out there. Fancy. It's a whole history. And then I didn't get to meet the landlord. So ah. it's, <laughs> just in case, just in case I got that in my back pocket, it's saved in my notes. Next time my Airbnb host asked me to do that, copy and paste, ready to go. That is awesome. I love the preparation you got there. Yeah. Right. So we have this Airbnb in London, England. What what could the problem be with this guy's Airbnb, man? Um, let's see. It was actually a shed. It was just a shed. That is as close as you could possibly get. This is good guesses here, man. Okay. Thank you. Uh, not a shed, but a bathroom. We have a picture wow. from David Holtz himself. Uh, you see, you got the the toilet right there next to the the luxury bed. That is a luxury bed. That's, I mean, the thread count on that bed. A lot of people are going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe a toilet's that close to a bed." But that looks like a decent thread count. The, that towel, good towel. <laughs> that looks like a soft, absorbable, large towel. Like they a lot you can do. If they would have like folded it like a peacock or something like they do on the cruise ships, I'd be a little more impressed. I think. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like if you're gonna give something to somebody or have them stay in a place that clearly you're misrepresenting what they're getting. Zhuzh it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like do the peacock, you know, put a mint on that pillow. Be like, Hey, I hope you enjoy your stay. And then they'll be so confused because you put in that work to make it such a nice stay that they'll be like, should I be upset? Five stars. Super. Yeah. They, they misled me, but like, they put in so much effort and, you know, then, you know, it's a toss up, but you might, you might be able to get out of it or at least get like a three or four star review instead of a one. There you go. Come on. It's the thought that counts. y'all. Exactly. Counts, exactly. Right? As we saw in that picture. Yes. The room is actually a bathroom with just a bed a few inches away from the toilet. Unfortunately, uh, this guy complained to Airbnb, but they haven't been much help. And people online are jokingly calling this Airbnb which I think is very fair. Hey, I mean, when it's the, you know, people say that low hanging fruit, you know, yes. reach for the low hanging fruit, but here's the deal. Here's what nobody tells you about low hanging fruit. That, that fruit, that fruit is ripe. Yeah. And if you don't <laughs> grab it, if you don't grab it, it's going to fall to the ground and then it's going to spoil. And that's how you get rats at your tree. And that's how a tree gets destroyed. So if we don't grab the low hanging fruit, sometimes you're going to, risk the tree itself so you know i say good joke yes go for the low-hanging fruit folks uh matt because you're in new york i have to say i feel like an apartment like this would go for probably maybe three thousand dollars oh yeah right easy. in new york city right <laughs> oh i mean i was like i'm I'm like i got a nice place but i mean that that's a pretty good shower i Come do on. like that shower so you know I, there's a tinge of like oh, maybe 
right Maybe. if that's if that's if that's in the village like i can make that work there we go 200 square feet make it work make it yeah. work right uh, I want to remind everybody that if you're watching right now or you're watching back, please continue to get those super chats in. Again, if you want to have your question or statement, you got a little joke that you want to throw into, please add those to us uh, either on air or again at kynchat.com. It's the only way that you can support us while also becoming a part of the show. Let's move on to another story, my friend. Story number five is reported by Storyful. Uh, civil unrest in a town called Pinole, California, where residents tried their best to control a mob flooding the streets. But it wasn't a typical mob scene, uh, and police had no idea what to do when they showed up. Matt, please let us know what what was unusual about this particular mob scene. Uh, what what state was it in? This is in California. California. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to say a roving band of chihuahuas. Ooh, I've, yo, you're on point with these guys. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a good guesser. <laughs> like it's, it's a skill I developed over the years. So, so I've been doing it. I've been doing yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, chihuahuas would be as destructive as this, but uh, I would still be just as annoyed. This was a herd of goats, apparently just storming oh, this dangerous. little town of Pinole for some reason. Uh, we have a video clip. Uh, apparently, these goats are used for yeah. weed control, and oh, they yeah. eat, they eat dry vegetation to help reduce wildfire risk. But they escaped and were just grazing on people's lawns and stuff. Well, the posi- <laughs> the positive thing about that, this place does isn't going to have a problem with wildfires. Come on, now. you know what I mean? Like that's oh, we have goats in our city. Like we have to clean up all the goats. But number one. You have goats in your city. That's amazing. Your neighbor's a goat now. You get to like befriend a goat. Who doesn't want to do that? They all are pretty docile from the look of it. You know, it's not a you know goat simulator situation or anything right. like that. And frankly, your vegetation has been chewed upon. So like in the event that there is a wildfire in the area, hey, your your house is a little bit extra likelihood that it'll be safe. I see no problems. Frankly, they no, should no. let the goats stay. I'd say let the ghost stay. They, the police had to wait for the owner to arrive to even like yeah. organize anything. But big check on the getting rid of the wildfires because California has a fire season. So that's oh, a, yeah. that's a huge check mark. That's you know, taking stuff out of there. And like you said, why not? You know, take some pictures on the gram with the goats. Like that stuff could turn out pretty cool, right? Absolutely. And it reminds me that, you know, New York has their bee czar. I don't know if it's actually a bee, uh, they, the czar. We, I know we have the rat czar, oh. but they have a person in the NYPD that is specifically, it's their job to help get rid of beehives. And a great thing. You look at look it up. It's the cutest thing. That I had no does. idea. And the interesting thing about this place is, you know, if this goat thing is going to continue to be a problem, they could have a goat czar, you know, get somebody on the police force that their one job is figuring out how to befriend the goats, get the goats to go where they want to go. <laughs> I think that that's, you know, if for somebody out there, that's an ideal job. I like that. They might have a goat department in the NYPD or something like that at some point oh, one day. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it, a, a person can dream that, you know, there's a specific <laughs> animal department in each one of our police stations around the United States yes. just to, you know, deal with the various animals in that area. I think, yeah, it's a, it's a dream. I don't know if Peter would be for that or against it, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Try it yeah. out. Try it out, somebody. 
right? Let's move on to story number four. Story number four is reported by The Straits Times. Uh, you hear about these crazy TikTok challenges here and there. Uh, and there is another one. This is a man in China that attempted what they call the light bulb challenge, the light bulb challenge. And it didn't work out too too well for him. Uh, so he ended up in the hospital. Uh, Matt, have you heard of the light bulb challenge? Can you give me your best guess of what it is? Okay, so where my mind went uh, okay. is not appropriate for Sunday school. But, <laughs> um, you know, I would say, okay, do we know if it is an LED light bulb, you know, like one of the curled ones um, or one of the more traditional light bulbs? That's a good question. I want to say a traditional light bulb. I want to say- Okay, that, that changes my answer then because okay. <laughs> um, I think- I, you know, that the, the structural integrity of a curled one. I don't know how much, you know. Okay. So uh, I would say, you know, probably eating it. I, I'm hoping I go from one end to the other of the human body. Um, yeah, probably eating it. We will see. I, right now, it looks like at story number four, you're three for three. You're three for three. This okay. man put the entire light bulb in his mouth for some reason. Oh. Uh, we do have a clip of this as well. Uh, this guy obviously put the light bulb no. in his mouth. No. <laughs> Wasn't Lord, no. able to get it out. And it's just stuck there now. It's just, it just, it's just chilling there. I love the doctor just walking away being like, no, I don't need this today. Nah. I don't, I'm dealing with gunshots. I'm de- dealing with stabbings and you're coming in with a light bulb. Please do better. I, I am, I'm an emergency room doctor. Please do better. Real um, emergencies, real emergencies. Re- real emergencies. Like not to, like, obviously this person needs to get that out and everything like that, but it's better than it breaking. It's better than it breaking. I, I, oh man. I was That's... wondering about, I was like, I wonder how they, they just pulled it out. I guess they had to stretch his mouth open. Uh, oh, they God. asked him why he did it. He just said, oh, I saw somebody online. So I wanted to try it out. But like, what if they had to break it? Would he just have all these cuts inside his mouth and stuff like that? So my understanding of the structural integrity of a light bulb uh, goes back to many years ago when oh, I, I was looking at, the looking at being an inventor and i was like oh we'll look at edison we'll look at the uh, italian guy that he stole the idea from and and what i learned is that yes the glass is going to cut you and everything like that but then there's the filament um like i believe it's poisonous um like even in the small amount so Bad, bad times, like bad, bad trend. Like just eat some Tide Pods. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's going to do some irreparable damage to like your intestines and stomach. But it's not going to, uh, ow. <laughs> you know, the ow. pain is, yeah, the pain is manageable, you know? Ow, indeed. Uh, I completely forgot about the inside of light bulbs being poisonous. So good yeah. luck on that. Folks, I've, this is my first time hearing of the light bulb challenge. Don't do yeah. it, my friend. Don't, don't, don't do it. it. Don't do it. If, if you want another challenge, I'll make up a challenge. I Come will on. eat some peppers. You know, go to the standards. Eat eat some peppers and then try to read poetry after you <laughs> after you eat like a habanero or a ghost pepper or something like that. Read some poetry. Read read some Chaucer uh, Ooh, on, on your live with you know habanero and just like crying. It would be great. Throw some tongue twisters in there just because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like that. I like that. Stay away from the light bulbs, my friends. Do it. Stop yeah. it. Right. Let's check out story number three comes to us from sevennews.com AU. Uh, this is from Queensland, Australia, where a man donated an old leather couch to a charity shop. It did not go as expected. There was some problem for some reason. What was the issue with this couch? Okay. So I think. It's a pretty random one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my immediately thing is that uh, it's filled with drugs. Oh. Uh, or it's the leather was not a traditional leather. Um, and, and, you know, my like emu leather, leather or something like, or kangaroo <laughs> leather, like maybe something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I would. I'm hoping it's just drugs because if it's a weird leather, like we're going to, I'm, I'm worried about this person, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say filled with drugs, filled with drugs. I like that. I like that guess. I'm absolutely curious about if this is real leather or not now, but we do have a picture oh, no. of the couch uh, inside this couch, which doesn't look like the most expensive couch in the world. Anyway, no. it's more of a love seat. Couch, it was not drugs, but probably was close uh his entire life savings like thirty thousand dollars. oh my god somewhere in one of those cushions i guess oh my god i mean listen i understand that we've already established that the banks are gonna get foreclosed on uh at some point soon but you don't need to you would think that he would remember where you know what i mean like i have i have not to you know give away the goat so to speak but I have money hidden around my apartment in various places. And I will remember, be like, oh, hey, yeah, I got 20 bucks over there. Or sometimes I will stumble upon like, oh, I got, you know, 10 bucks in the shirt or something like that. Hey. But I think that once I get to the point of like, it's $100 or more, I'm going to be like, okay, so this is going to be here. Uh, I'm going to create a rhyme in my head. Yes. You know, the cash is uh, comfortable when... I stumble upon, let's yes. uh, see, comfortable, um, the rumpleful. Oh, see, because then it makes you think like, oh, comfortable and rump. Okay, so I'm sitting on it, but like, oh, rump is not, you know, rumpleful is not. I don't know. We, we, we can workshop it later and everything yes. like that. You can, you have time <laughs> if you put your whole life savings in a couch to the figure out the right, the right rhyme to help you remember it. Why? Why would he do that? I'm not sure. I'm not oh, sure. Uh, apparently, he uh, when he donated this, it was in sections. It was in sections, a whole okay. sectional, and gave the one with the thirty thousand away. And when he donated it, somebody bought it like a couple days later. So he's never probably going to see that money again. I don't think he's. No. I don't think it's ever been recovered. Uh, good luck, sir. Good luck. Oh man, I mean, maybe he got an insurance policy on the couch. And maybe he can say that because it was full of the cash, it was a more valuable couch. I don't know what the insurance claim system is like out there, Uh, but you know, it's, you know, it's worth a shot, you know, you know, put it on the T-ball, you know, holder. I don't know. Uh, Stand T-ball stand and take a swing. See if it happens. Come on, make a little rhyme or something for where you put your cash at y'all. That's the number one way to make sure that you don't forget it. You 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 laugh, but it's a very effective no, system. I would bet. I would bet. Yeah. I, I don't have thirty thousand dollars just laying around my house. Oh, I God, wish I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, if I had thirty thousand, 
I wouldn't, if I had $30,000 laying around my house, I would not have $30,000 laying around my house because I would just be paying, be like, oh my God, I can finally pay my student loans. Um, yeah. I need that. I need that. Exactly. Uh, so if anybody's bought a couch recently, please feel free to turn it over to uh, Matt and I. Uh, do have one more reminder for everybody that's watching either live or if you're watching back, those super chats, my friends. All right, those super chats. If you have a question, a comment, uh, a statement that you would like read live on the air with us right here, right now, or on another show, please make sure you're hitting us up either on YouTube or at kynchat.com. It's the only way to leave a contribution at any time and have your question read live on the air or on our next show, right? Appreciate you guys. We got a couple more stories left. Uh, Story number two comes to us from Irish Central. Uh, There's a photographer in Ireland. His name is Kevin Abish, and he's famous for using a black backdrop in his photos. Uh, He's taking photos of famous people in that specific style. Uh, We have pictures uh, from him with Angelina Jolie and Yoko Ono and many other celebrities. Uh, So a few years ago, he sold a picture after a patron saw it hanging in his studio in Paris. Paris, if you will. Very fancy. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, The price tag was a million dollars. But this specific story is getting attention because of what the subject was in the picture. Matt, please, what was in this picture hanging in the studio in Paris for a million dollars? And when was the picture taken? Oh, good question. I don't know if it says. Sometime within the last few years. Last few years. Okay, so my mind immediately goes to the banana that got duct taped to the wall. Uh, the dog is, is uh, that's, that's his head right there. Uh, so <laughs> let's see. I would say, you know, let's go classical with this. Um, it's going to be a renaissance style death scene um but like yeah just like he went he broke into a hospital and he just went into the chronic condition ward and was like this is put his back black drop up and was just like all right so we're just going to take pictures of dying people and people are like like his assistant's like sir this might be in bad taste i don't know if this is something we should be doing he's (laughs) like no this is a great thing this is going to do a lot for society so it's either that or just bowls of fruit yo honestly i would say that probably in bad taste but somebody's paying for that picture there's there's you know there you know art is subjective and somebody out there i just i just put that out in the world i'm very likely wrong but what I realized after saying that is I have just given an artist an idea and artists are going to be, yes, somebody's applying for a grant tomorrow with that idea and somebody out there, if they have a good grant writing strategy, they're going to get that money. And who, who knows? It might be done tastefully. It might be done tastefully. It might, you might see it and just immediately start crying. Come you know? on. That's what museums are for nowadays. I feel like, right. It's a, it's about evoking emotion, you know, regardless of what that emotion is. Come on. I like that you started with an inanimate object. I do recall that banana with the tape on it. Yeah. Uh, people are paying money for that. Uh, this $1 million photo with a black backdrop, Matt, was a potato. It was a potato. Okay. We're, All right. We're, we're in Ireland. Apparently, Kevin likes potatoes because they, like people, are all very different, yet I <laughs> immediately identifiable as being essentially of the same species. I thought that was so wholesome. That is very wholesome. And frankly, that's a good looking potato. Come on. Like I saw that potato and I'm like, I wanna I wanna bake that, I wanna wash that potato and I wanna bake that potato. 
Imagine like, the mash you get from this potato right here. Oh, I bet that would be such a good mash. You know, you get a rutabaga, you bake that as well. Ooh. You bake it, so you you mash, you know, you boil the potato, and then you bake the rutabaga, make it really soft, over bake it a little bit, and then you mix them together, and then you make a mashed potato out of yes. that. Oh, that's you get the earthiness of the rutabaga. I'm sorry, I don't want to uh, make this into a cooking show, but this that's is a cooking that's a, show now. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, put a little cayenne pepper in there. Okay, you okay. Know, yeah, yeah, get that, get that going, and maybe some parsley as well, and you know, just have fun with it. You know, just experiment a little bit. But frankly, I don't know if it's a million dollars for me, uh. but like I could see people paying. 20 bucks, uh, 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks. I'd go 100 bucks, maybe up to 1,000 if I had a really nice frame. That's a thing that a lot of people overlook. Frames. Frames, you got you to gotta take into account those frames. It's from the same lens that captured Angelina Jolie. I feel like, I don't know, somebody, somebody's excited about his work. I feel like this is something that can only happen in Ireland. But like you said, I'm sure if somebody gets their grant writing together, there's probably a, a rising potato photographer in Idaho or somewhere. Like Absolutely. That. I mean, you know, you go in, next thing you know, we're going to go into a five guys to get some fries, <laughs> get some burgers, everything like that. And instead of saying, Hey, this potato is from, you know, Boise or whatever, it's yeah. going to be this, this potato is from Boise. And here's the potato, the first potato they package. And it's like, Oh, I, it probably would hurt the French fry sales because people would have emotional connections to the what potatoes. is happening. Yeah. But, <laughs> I say, you know, one of those franchises, they should try it. See how it goes. I think McDonald's might bite. I think they might. They might. They might. <laughs> I like that. All right. We have our very, very last story. Story number one, folks. A very weird story as well. Uh, this is reported by NBC Miami. All right. Gotta love Florida. All right. This story takes us to the moat marine laboratory and aquarium in sarasota florida where there's a manatee named hugh for some reason right he was born in captivity and was 38 years old one day he was showing changes in his behavior until he suddenly became unresponsive oh all right hugh uh unfortunately he passed away they did an autopsy and discovered that he had been severely injured and they were able to determine how he got hurt Matt, you will never guess. You've been great at guessing this whole time. Matt, you'll never guess what happened to Hugh the Manatee to cause such fatal injuries. But I'm going to let you try. I'm going to let you try to guess. I mean, I I love manatees. Oh. Uh, you know, they're the sea cow, if you will. Um, big, big emotional connections to the manatee. And so he was in captivity, yes? Yes. Okay. Um. Oh my goodness. I think that he tried to jump out of the container and he fell into a recycling bin. Oh, 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 no. And that's where the guy from the first story got the idea. like the recycling bin will work so much. It didn't work for the manatee, but they're the sea cow. They don't don't have legs. This is going to work perfectly. And that's how he got that idea. That is an amazing callback. I, I wonder. I wonder if they try to escape. Like, they're in captivity. Uh, so from what I understand about the manatee, they're not the smartest animal. <laughs> uh, they're not the most capable of complex planning or 
maneuvering even no, the graceful sea cow the graceful sea cow they're just they're docile they're just they're just normal men you know they're just normal they're just normal manatees uh they're just innocent innocent animals and you know they they wouldn't hurt a soul you know um well, they, they, I'm by some manatee's done something horrible. I'm sure there's Here some manatee that's been canceled for you know stealing, um, you know, kids like you know baskets on the beach or what have you. But uh, yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think a manatee manatee would ever intentionally hurt you. There we go. There we go. I I don't think this was intentional, but no. again, it did cause Hugh the manatee's death. Uh, I told you you'd never guess. Kids, cover your eyes and your ears. Uh, this manatee died from having too much sex with his brother. <laughs> yes. Huh. Well, yes. I mean, is that is that the manatee that died or is that oh, the brother? Oh, my goodness. This is Hugh. This is Hugh the manatee, RIP. I mean, uh, oh, hey. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Uh, like, you know, so interesting thing about manatees is that um, in classical mythology we have the idea of the mermaid uh-huh. and one of the theories is that uh the the sailors would see manatees and they would be so dehydrated so full of scurvy so uh, full of like no. iron deficiencies and everything like that that they would think oh a manatee kind of looks like a person so that's a mermaid and so like i could get if the, you see them from far away, you know, seeing them that close, from a distance. Like, yeah, from, from a, distance. a distance, it's like, oh, that's has the vague shape of a human without the, the scope and stuff, too. Yeah, without the scope, you know, the eyeglass, if you will. And so, I mean, you know, Hugh, so there are a lot worse ways to die. <laughs> um, there, are. there are a lot worse ways to die. And, you know, frankly, you know, he died doing what he loved, apparently. Yeah, I mean, good. You know, good on them. You know, maybe with your manatees, if you are recognizing that something like this is happening, maybe it's time to introduce him to another set of manatees so that, you know, he has a larger social circle. Yeah. But, you know, who am I? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand manatee culture. I don't understand the culture of the sea cow, of the mythical mermaid. So... Good what are you. we gonna do? What are we gonna? Yeah. Apparently, according to the to the story here, Hugh uh, passed away from a fourteen and a half centimeter tear in his colon, and also other traumatic injuries caused by the sexual encounter with his larger brother. But uh, according to the Moat Marine, they said that every year, male manatees, Hugh and Buffett, uh, his brother, would exhibit approximately two months of seasonal behavioral changes, including but not limited to increase in sexual behavior and just so we're all clear here folks this is not weird at all it's weird to us but sex between male manatees including brothers is not uncommon which i just learned and i am freaked out by now (laughs) yeah i mean well it is cancer season so you know i get it um i get that the change in the seasons can have this effect on people yeah you know but i i didn't know it affected animals uh, as well. So, you know, Hugh and Buffett, good for you. I, I wonder if Hugh, uh, if uh, Buffett was named after Jimmy Buffett. Uh-huh. Um, I'd pro- probably Jimmy Buffett. I feel like the fact that I just said that 
is gonna like summon Jimmy Buffett to he's like, coming. Be, like yeah he's coming manatees and like pina coladas they do they like anything <laughs> and like they have they have that parrot head really the parrot head should be the manatee heads so that doesn't ring as well but um because like they parrots i don't know if you've interacted with a parrot they can be mean yes like really mean and like I don't know. but i i hope jimmy buffett comes to interact with these manatees and comes and like gives these people more money so that they can have larger enclosures more manatees yes and so next cancer season you know that we don't get into a situation like this there we go. We're now nominating the manatee for the Margarita Phil logo as well. It's oh happening. man! Oh please! I would. I already have too much Margarita merch, but I'll get more. I'll get more. I, I love you. it. Exclusive edition right here. You need that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I thank you so much, Matt, for being a part of this the silly, weird, and funny stories that we had to take part in today. Uh, appreciate you being a part of the show. Please let these people know what you got going on, where to find you. Absolutely. You can find me online at MT Stories. I host a podcast called Matsplaining, where I talk to experts and I tell them what I know about their area of expertise. And then I'm going to be at the Edinburgh uh, Fringe Festival, August 21st through the 28th. And I'm doing my show, my solo show, Portly Lutheran Know-It-All there. So if you're in the area, do check it out. I'd really appreciate it. Oh, man, that is awesome. MT Stores, which is a kind of funny pun in there somewhere, too. Yeah, there but, is, yeah. Oh, man, good luck in Edinburgh, man. That is awesome. Thank you so much. I really oh, appreciate it. snap, man. That is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Thank you so much again, Matt Stores, for being a Thank part of the show. Guys. Please, people, give it up for him. Give it up for Matt. Thank Make you. sure you check him out uh, and check out the show as well. Uh, folks, that is the end of our show here today. That wraps it up for our KYN7, all right? And KYN Live as well. Please make sure you tune in next Thursday. We're going to do this every single Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for, again, more news stories that are totally real, but also totally ridiculous. Until then, I'm Vince Bracey. Peace out. Have a good one, y'all.